Hey y'all, I'm Allie Spears, and this is Ag Chicks, where we dig deep with the women who are helping to feed the world. Today's episode is sponsored by Farm Tea Company. Farm Tea Company has apparel for all 50 states and is focused on American farmers, ranchers, and the agricultural community as a whole. Farm Tea Company shows pride in where you farm, how you farm, and why you farm. Check them out at www.farmteaco.com or at Farm Tea Co. on social media. Okay, so I am so excited to sit down with Caroline Arndt. Um, we are both members of the Cowgirl 30 Under 30 list, and that is how we um, kind of connected. And I am so excited for her to tell you a little bit about her story and her background today. So Caroline, without further ado, if you would start off by letting everyone know a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you for having me. Um, this is my first podcast, so I'm not even sure if I'm going to do it right, but Mix is legit. So this is a really good, so that just like boosted my cool factor, but thank you so much for having me. My name's Caroline. Um, I'm under 30, obviously. <laughs> I know, right? One of the stipulations, I guess. Like, yeah, I'm, I feel I'm actually older than I think I, that I feel, I feel like I just graduated, but then I meet college kids and they're so young. Anyway, um, I live in Tucson, Arizona with my husband, Matt. Um, we're both first generation ag. Um, you know, obviously grandparents were involved in it, but we kind of made our own little niche for ourselves. Um, I'm a horse girl. I'm from the suburbs, so I have no background and he's from Orange County. So now he is a rancher and a cattle buyer and kind of splits his time between those two things. And I have my own business kind of tailoring to ag clients. So we both met at Oklahoma state, fell in love with ag and I especially fell in love with telling ag stories. So that's kind of what pays the bills and pays for the the horse hobby. Also, I know, right. The hobbies that usually turn into much more than hobbies, as I always say, the hobbies that are not really hobbies, they're like full-time gigs, pretty much. Yeah. Lifestyle. (laughs) So, okay. So if you didn't have an agriculture background, I want to talk about that a little bit. So obviously you said you went to Oklahoma state and Mm -hmm. did you study something in agriculture? Yes. I I originally went there to study graphic design and quickly found out that wasn't for me. I don't know what it was. It was probably the entry level classes that weeded me out. But anyway, (laughs) um, I got an email from the college of ag and one of, and it was highlighting the major ag communications. I was like, this looks kind of cool. You could do graphic design. You could write, you could, and I've always been a writer and I've been more creative type. So that's what brought me to graphic design. But I just was so impressed with all the things you could do with it. So I set up an appointment with an advisor, met with her and enrolled that same day. Uh, I loved it. And I loved how versatile the ag comm program at Oklahoma state was and how much it taught me. And it made me feel like a really well-rounded communicator and I felt really prepared for after school. Yeah, that's great. So personally, just like on a personal note there. So I came to AM and then I did my undergraduate in ag business. Um, but now as I'm into this whole new world of communications, I'm getting my PhD in ag communications. So I can relate to you in the fact that it's such an eye-opening experience, honestly, just like the strategic things behind all of it. It's things you just like wouldn't think about as a general person and you're like level here I'm level here oh no (laughs) so but good for you that's awesome we definitely need more PhDs so please thank you yeah no but across the board I think we just need more people um well-versed in agriculture communications and 
doing things like yourself, telling the story of agriculture and, and being able to do that in a professional yet uh, transparent and appealing way. Absolutely. So you changed your major to ag communications and then what, like what coming from not having an agriculture background, like I'm sure that was kind of an eye-opening experience, kind of learning some of those things or how did that go? It was, it was super intimidating because you get into a classroom full of kids that grew up in these huge operations and they're well-known kids. And, you know, like I literally am from the suburbs would go to, you know, Trader Joe's for shopping. And I loved it. I loved growing up in the suburbs, but I was really insecure about not growing up on a ranch or, you know, I honestly, when I, in my first animal science class, I didn't know the difference between a steer and a heifer. So I like, but thankfully everyone was so kind. So no one ever alienated me. I made this up in my own head, but I quickly realized that I did grow up in the suburbs. So I know how to talk to those people in the suburbs. I'm like, okay, maybe I don't need to be as insecure about this as I thought. Maybe I can kind of use these two experiences and kind of pair them together to tell a story that everyone can listen to and apply. Yeah, no, I think that's so important. And as we're trying to figure out how to like make this divide more closer, it's important to have people in your situation that understands both sides of the spectrum and can figure out like, this is what we're doing wrong. This is really how we should be telling that story. So I commend you on that because it's not an industry that um, people come into necessarily thinking that they're going to be able to roll right into things. I mean, there's, there's definitely a learning curve. So congratulations on doing it and doing it well. (laughs) Appreciate it. I don't know about that, but I'm trying. So thank you. (laughs) So, okay. So fast forward. So graduation and did your business start like as soon as you graduated or kind of walk me through how that all developed? Sure. I started kind of freelancing in while I was in college. So I did some internships and one of my internships turned into some work while I was still at school, which was awesome. That taught me kind of how to work remotely. But with another one of my internships, I already had a job lined up after graduation. So it was a really great experience um, to work at an agency. It was a small agency that actually wasn't involved in ag that got bought by a bigger agency. So it was cool. I got a small and large national agency experience. Okay. And I got, you know, did pay my dues for a year and it was really good learning experience, learned kind of how to work as a team and, you know, things kind of those dynamics, um, and decided it wasn't for me. So I kind of was trying to get more, you know, back to ag, maybe more to horses. So I found this really cool agency called the Grand Slam Social. And that's kind of where I got my feet wet with social media and like really learned how to harness my communication skills. And I worked with them for almost two years completely remote that's what kind of taught me how to work remote so I was pretty prepared for the pandemic and I loved it so much but I was like why isn't there something like this for agriculture or for western sports because Grand Slam Social was primarily primarily horse racing and equestrian why isn't there this for you know purebred cattle operations why isn't this for livestock shows for you know reigning horse trainers things like that so I'm like yeah I I've been freelancing throughout my whole time like I want to take the jump. And my husband was really supportive. Everyone I talked to, I kind of pitched it to people, hoping they'd tell me to, no, this is a bad idea. Stay where we're at. But everyone was really encouraging. I was like, okay, dang it. Now I have to do this. Right. I know the worst part. Sometimes (laughs) putting it out there. Now I have to do it. And I took a leap with like three clients and I haven't looked back. Awesome. 
And so what, and what is the name of your company? I'm sorry. I don't even think I asked that in the beginning. It's Caroline Art Creative. It's not, okay. not, not too, it's not very original, but. But you're branding it as yourself, which is important, right? Yes. So okay. Side to me. In the world of social media, gotta love it, right? <laughs> necessary evil. Yes. Yes. The necessary evil. But from an agriculture standpoint, I think it's very unique because personally, I think it's untapped potential for agriculture um, and it's a powerful tool. But in your world of helping people do all of these things, like, what does that look like? Because I'm sure you work with people who have no concept of how to use it. Oh, absolutely. So I, most of agriculture's clientele, they're too busy to be really sharing. Right. right. I mean, they are calving out in the middle of the night. They are planting, they're harvesting. They're always on the go. So they don't really have time to tell these stories. And, but that's also kind of our problem is mm-hmm. these stories need to be told because if we don't share this narrative, someone else will. Exactly. And it's not as positive. And it kind of just depends what you see on social media, but you're right. Social media is, has such untapped potential, even just posting a picture of your day. I mean, it just, you never know where it's going to end up. Exactly. And you know, your connections might have a connection. And I think it's just really, there's a, I think there's more positives and negatives. Um, but like we said, yeah, it is kind of a necessary evil. Um, a lot of things can get misconstrued and messed up, but for the most part, I think it's really good. And I try to help clients, um, they'll send me stuff or I'll, you know, give them some prompts or ideas. Usually they have a pretty good idea of what they want to share, but I I kind of help them talk through ideas, talk through strategy. We get kind of a game plan, three or five posts a week, maybe some stories, hashtag strategy, things like that. And so your services, are you like creating the content for them and posting it or how does that work? Most of the time? Yes. So I love writing. So when I nail a caption, that is satisfaction that is is hashtag satisfaction and I love hashtag strategy but I also you know I love dabbling with graphic design so if I can put like a whole thing together that's really cool and a lot of clients will just have me do that I actually work with a couple great photographers so I have really good assets um to kind of mess with these things um yeah and what is the what's your favorite part of your job my favorite part of my job is when the client literally hands me the reins and we take in, we execute something and not even if it goes viral, but it's successful or the, it, you know, by metrics, they deem whether successful, whether it's likes engagement, or they're just really happy with how their brand or operation or their story is being told. That is just so satisfying. I mean, that's just a compliment. Yeah. And in today's world of social media, right? Every individual, you're really creating your own personal brand. So for you, that's probably a challenge, but also a strength kind of depending on whatever you're working on, because you're constantly having to change your mindset of like, okay, I'm in this brand. This is the the message I'm trying to get across. So how do you kind of deal with that? Well, I have a kind of a unique variety of clients and honestly, it's so much easier to brand and switch between clients. It's so hard for me to do anything for myself. Like I was just <laughs> updating my website today. I'm like, I have no idea what to even say or what I yeah. need to be sharing. Um, so I definitely, it's, I don't know if it's because I'm like an empathetic person or I'm good at reading people, but I'm really good at kind of embracing that brand voice. And I always have at least 40 tabs open on my computer. So oh, I'm good at switching. Sorry. It's us communicators. That's yeah. just how we roll. 
I know, right? And as soon as you can't think of one thing, you go to the next tab and start going and then you'll get an idea and open another tab. <laughs> yeah, you're, at least you're always going. You're not standing still. Exactly. So. <laughs> I know sometimes at the end of the day, when I look back at the to-do list, I'm like, ooh, what did I actually accomplish? But This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Look at all the things I started, at least. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. At least you're moving. Yes, exactly. So did you grow up in Arizona or is that just where you guys are now? That's where we are now. I actually grew up in Kansas City. Okay. Midwest girl, corn fed, loved it. Yeah, I love Kansas. I love the Midwest. I loved my time at Oklahoma State, but yeah, we try to get back to Kansas as often as we can. And is that where your husband is from too, or? He's from Orange County, California. Oh, you said that. You said that. I'm sorry. Okay. So he, you said he has family that was um, involved in agriculture, but you guys are first generation in terms of what you're doing. We crawled our way to the, to where we are now. So how has that, like, what does that look like for you guys? I mean, like, how have you kind of overcome the challenges of being first generation? Honestly, I think you just have to get past your own insecurities. And I think with any industry and especially this really small one we're in, I mean, everyone knows any, everyone um, Mm -hmm. networking. It's really just putting yourself out there, talking to people and trying to get involved, whether it's from a county level school. I mean, we both, he and I both joined as many clubs as we could, especially some, you know, ag advocacy ones, just, you know, to kind of help, you know, connect, connect us. Um, Now that we're in Arizona, um, you know, we we try to stay involved as much as we can. Um, He's way better at it than I am. I'm I'm locked inside all day, but uh, yeah, I mean, I just say, I would say networking and honestly, you know, doing good work and being honest and and that, that'll get you far no matter who you are. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially in agriculture. I think that's such a characteristic that people admire so much. So if you're able to do that, I think it just adds a little, a little check mark to your, your list of things. So for you and your husband, now that you are in agriculture full blown, what are some of the things that you guys have maybe enjoyed or like come to the realization of like, wow, I never expected this type of situation. I never expected us to have as many opportunities as we've had. And that is such a blessing. I mean, with a lot of industries, you kind of have to work your way up. And I'm not saying ag isn't like that, but I mean, really, if you network and you work hard and you, you know, you get into the right rooms and keep putting yourself in situations where you're open to new ideas and, you know, maybe working on new things like the, the doors, the world is your oyster. I mean, what's the average age of the average range right now, 65. I mean, young people, people are really excited and really receptive to that. While some people aren't, most people are. So I I say just go for it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that paired with this whole new world of, well, not new world, I guess, but this capturing of using social media, I think those two factors together are extremely powerful because we have young producers who are starting to get involved in the industry and beginning to kind of see this need for this advocating in those types of situations, which I think presents a really unique opportunity for the industry as a whole. 
It does. I mean, not just even advocating, but just, you know, sharing. I mean, like I said, if you don't write your own narrative, someone else will write it about you. And that doesn't mean you need to post 10 times a week or, but just, you know, post when you can. And I've really tried to, my husband has um, a newsletter. I've been helping him with social media wise. I'm like, you need to, I've been trying to help get him to post. I'm like, even if you just post once, it's just like, you know, just keep, keep it up. Just, you know, share blurbs. I mean, like you said, you never know who you're going to reach and, you know, answer questions, just be a resource. Yeah, absolutely. What's been something that you have like been like an aha moment for you in terms of like the role that you now play in the, the business that you're um, operating? An aha moment. There's, there's been a lot. Of- <laughs> there's not always something new, right? <laughs> there is always something new, but I think I've just put off That's a really good question. Um, I'm, I'm sad I haven't done, I'm glad I did this when I did it, I guess I should say. Um, I'm really glad I had the experience of working for companies, different types of companies, different sizes of companies and in different capacities and different yeah. roles. And I think that's really prepared me. I don't think I'd be as successful or as confident as I am, you know. So I would encourage anyone who's thinking about freelancing is definitely keep freelancing while you're working, but. I mean, don't be afraid, you know, you don't have to work at a company or agency forever, you know, try to yeah. do your own thing, but I definitely think it added confidence. And I think that was a good aha moment that maybe I was grown up enough to maybe do this. Yeah, no, I think that's a really good point because I think there's a lot of individuals, specifically women who are now kind of rolling into this whole, you know, self-employed, self-business, self-starter type of mindset but I think there is a lot who maybe would go into it more. There's just like that lack of confidence and that fear of the unknown. Um, so hopefully by sharing individual stories like your own, that will give somebody some confidence oh, to go. There's it. plenty of room in, even in the cowgirl 30 under 30 class. I mean, there's plenty of room. I like to say there's plenty of room at the table. I mean, even if we both do social media in the same capacity, we'll do it differently. And there's, you know, there, there's room for everyone. There's needs for everybody. So we need more get social media managers to get out there and freelance please yes and like you just I mean you just hit the nail on the head everybody does it in a unique way and that's going to cater to different brands and different clients in a unique way so having the more out there the the better we can do at sharing ag story and um you know this industry because it there's even within ag there's so many different facets and realms and so in subgroups and you know while I can talk about beef I'm not as good with pork so you know there there's so many rooms and I think when people like that get together like in these cowgirl 30 under 30 classes I think it's really special because we can all bring something you know bounce ideas off of each other and I think that's really cool yeah I definitely agree speaking of cowgirl 30 under 30 what did you think I I just want to know your opinion of the event as a whole (laughs) gosh I was uh, well, speaking of like confidence, um, imposter syndrome, I was like, how did I get here? Like, was this a mistake? I was in a room with women. I've been following on social media and idolizing for years. I was like, oh my gosh. And I was shaking their hands. We we're meeting. And of course, everyone was so nice. And just the energy in that room and the event that the entire cowgirl staff and the sponsors put on, that was amazing. Like I, I told my, my parents came down. They were so nice. I'm like, guys, this is the bar for me. This is as cool as I get. Like, lower expectations from now on but it, it was amazing that's how I describe it I know I agree it was one of those things where 
I knew it was a big deal. And then we got there and I was like, okay, wait, this is like a really big deal. Like, holy cow. I don't think it hit me. Cause I was like starting, I'm, you know, I didn't even have time to eat. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, I started to get nervous and I don't normally, but wow. Yeah, I know. I know. And I was the first one to talk. So I was like, super nervous and then they were like do 30 seconds so like I think I was literally up there for 12 seconds because I talked so fast I, I blacked out I don't even remember what I said so I know and I I winged it 100% so my I sat down and my boyfriend was like well you were loud and you were fast and I was like what did I say like I don't even know what I said I didn't even mention my husband and he was standing right there so yeah it's okay it's okay things you would do over right, right. <laughs> next time next time but no, it was um, such an incredible evening and the sponsors just went above and beyond. And I'm still kind of like on cloud nine from the whole thing. And it's, what are we, a month? Yeah, literally exactly a month after and crazy. I, I so appreciate And have you gotten your Montana Silversmith thing? Like yes. these like little touches. I mean, how thoughtful every sponsor was. And it wasn't just a sponsorship. Like they, you know, they were, they were present and they, you know, their resources. And I just so appreciate that for not just women, but for young women too, that we're, we're still kind of finding our own. And I just really appreciated the, everything. Yeah. Especially in this industry where, um, like I'm not a feminist by any means, but clearly I have a, a podcast about women in agriculture. So I think it is important to show the younger generations that there is a space for you in the industry. And this is something that you can do if you set your mind to it um, and a, a space to be a part of. So it was really cool to see them honor that throughout the entire weekend. I, I loved it. And I'm so excited to be, I'm humbled and honored to be a part of this class and, you know, to be part of the legacy of the classes before us. And I'm really excited for whoever's next and can't wait to cheer them on too. I know it's going to be so great to watch this group kind of grow and, and keep diversifying because that was the other thing is the, I think you might've touched on it a little bit ago, but there was so many different, I mean, nobody had the same job title, like everybody was different, but the fact that those 30 people had been selected for this class um, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, you know, you're in the right place at the right time for a certain reason. So obviously we were all meant to connect in some way. And I'm glad that Cowgirl, um, magazine and Wrangler and all that had given us the platform to do so. Absolutely. So Caroline, um, as time is winding down here, can, what is a good, like, if you were to put out there kind of your ideal, um, service or situation to work with a client, what might that be? Oh, social media management. And I love actually particularly event management where I go and I'm literally your boots on the ground. I'm either on the arena floor or wherever you need me to be getting kind of that behind the scenes, Instagram story, TikTok, real content. While cell phone footage and video has gotten way better. Um, yeah, it's so fun to get to do that and kind of bring people behind the scenes. And a couple of my recent gigs, that's been such a treat for me because you can watch a broadcast live or whatever, but it's kind of the behind the scenes, behind the bucking shoots or in the barns, kind of that content that kind of makes my heart sing. And that's the creepy stuff I like to see. Um, so, and obviously the audience enjoys it too. So probably social media management and event coverage. So do you, like, obviously you create the content, but are you like doing like the videography and that kind of thing? Or do you work with other people for that? 
I try to work with other people. I know just enough to be dangerous, but really I'm better with a cell phone than a camera. I will put that out there. <laughs> I know, right? All this self-talk. I feel like I've watched hours of YouTube, but I should probably just hire some people when it comes to some of the other things. Yes, it's worth it. Okay, awesome. And then, um, so if somebody wasn't wanting to contact you, what is the best way for them to do so um, to either work with you or just stay up to date? Yeah, just reach out on Instagram or I have my website, it's carolinearent.com. Not- not, not too difficult. So yeah, I'm always, I love collaborating and just meeting new people. So even if you have an idea or just want to say hi, I'd love to hear from you. Awesome. And then last little thing here, Caroline, if you were to um, talk to your younger self, what is some advice that you might give her? That's, that's a good one. Um, you're not always going to be the weird horse girl. You'll just be a weird horse adult. Um, but you will You'll find people. Yeah, I mean, there's really no need to hide whatever, you know, is your passion, just go for it. Um, the wor- the best advice I've ever gotten is the worst someone can say is no. And I still can't, I'm still wrapping my head around that, but you should just go for it. Why not? I know. Right. What is there to lose? Exactly. The worst they could say is no. They could say is no. Well, Caroline, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to chat with me. And as always, I will leave your information in our description um, and show notes. And so if you were heard something today and that resonated and you wanted to reach out to Caroline, please do so. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ag Chicks. Don't forget to follow along on social media at AgChicks on Instagram and Facebook and that every episode has a visual version on YouTube on the AgChicks channel.